Hi, I'm Jack. And I'm Kevin. This is Good Company in the Car. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. Can't help it, the girl can't help it. She walks by, the men folks can't even grow. Can't help it. Thanks, Kevin. All right, I'm recording. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks a lot. I was... I was Thanks, sorry. Man. I was t- I was texting my brother that the lights in Pinehurst have come on. They're on timers. Mm-hmm. Get close yeah. to the microphone. Your adoring yeah. fans won't be able to hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so who's Mr. OCD at the table tonight? Me. And why is that, Kevin? Well, I, how much time do you have? <laughs> <laughs> and you wanted to continue talking about the uh, no, 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 no. Roanoke we, Rapids we Theater? We have a story to finish. We have a story to finish. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it with the statue at the Thai restaurant? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So what about so what about the statue? There was a, uh, that the Thai restaurant has a lot of statuary, and along one of the main dividers, they've got these really stylized figures holding Thai traditional instruments, and one mm. of them is like a lute. But the neck of the lute wasn't resting in the statue's a hand. A lute? I thought a lute was a wind instrument. No, it's a stringed instrument. Oh. Well, and it was it was laying on his wrist and on his hand. And I pointed out to the waiter. And, <laughs> and the, the waiter's waiter like, whatever. Pointed, no, she pointed out to the owner and laughed. And then nobody did anything. So then I went over and put it in the hand of the statue. And the the lady behind the bar thanked me profusely. Yes, that was really very, very funny. Now, the funny, the funniest part of that is, is when he saw it. Because I didn't, I was facing the other way. See, we'd recorded a couple. We, we we've been recording today. I've got a bottle of wine and a couple of cocktails into me, and now at this point, so Lord only knows where we're going to go with this shit. And then uh, bleep that, please. And <laughs> then uh, and then we go to we go to get some food, and <laughs> he's like, you you know when you're looking at someone, you see them see something, and you can tell it bothers them. <laughs> and he kept looking up, and he kept looking. I'm like, what are you looking at? Yeah, me maintaining eye contact to begin with is a well, bit yeah, of Well, yeah, you have a lot of that. But it was really funny because then it bothered you so much, you couldn't look away. Yeah. I was so highly amused. It was very, very funny. But you did want to continue the discussion about the Roanoke Rapids Theater and how somebody could make that work. Well, right. I do want to so- point out, though, I wanted to point out that Roanoke Rapids is on the fall line. This is one of my favorite geographical bits of knowledge that people don't know. And I've told it to you before, too. But on the East Coast- I don't Coast, pay attention to most of what you said. That's true. There's, it's called the Fall Line, and it's the area between where the um, East Coast meets the, the Piedmont. And most rivers are navigable up until you hit the Fall Line. So that's where all of these cities are. Boats, historically, before they built locks and things, that's as far up as they could go. Washington, D.C. has got the Great Falls right above the city. Right. Richmond has similar above it. Roanoke Rapids is right on the rapids. You can navigate the Roanoke River all the way up until Roanoke Rapids. That's Roanoke. it. Let's see. Uh, Philadelphia is on the fall I hate line. Philadelphia. Spartanburg is but on the fall also, line. But isn't Philadelphia on the ocean? No, <laughs> it's up the. Uh, no, but I mean it's. It's up the whatever the river that is. <laughs> there's not a bay in Philadelphia that goes no, up to the ocean. No, it's, it's it's on a river. But oh, now I feel stupid. Well, okay, but so H- that's okay. anyway. We're going to keep talking about the Roanoke Rapids Theater, and you're thinking that if somebody like Garth Brooks took it upon himself he could uh right. take a residency so my, my, there so so we we there is another episode of good company in the car where we talk about a theater an, an old theater that's or not old it's Brand- it's, 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 it's it's a big gigantic theater in the middle of freaking nowhere in north, in carolina. north carolina and, and I'm, the town and, that built it completely mismanaged course, it the, as i told during the episode I've always noticed it years and years ago. It's right on 95. Kevin, and then casually I was like, 
you know, I, w- I think I was driving to Florida one time and I told Kevin, I'm like, would well, you know anything about it? And he's like, oh, yeah, that's blah, 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 yeah, that's blah. That's a famous catastrophe. And I'm like, so this weird obsession I've had with this weird building in the middle of nowhere, and he knew all about it. So um, my philosophy, or my philosophy, my idea is that a very wealthy- Well-known. Uh, a well-known- performer. like Okay, we're going to use Garth Brooks as an example. To really if drive it Garth home. Book, Garth Brooks, who is, I'm sure, I don't know if he's still touring or whatever- yeah. I know, I know he does a lot of charity work. He does a lot of tours for charity mm-hmm. or a lot of concerts for charity. Excuse me. Do you remember it, when he did that stupid rock and roll album where it was supposed to be Chris his- Chris Gaines, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. I have what? it. It's right It's over there the somewhere. Fu- what I the fuck? Because, well, see, I actually know something about I this. I burst out laughing when there I saw that album. There was a whole, there was supposed to be a movie. Uh-huh. There was supposed to be- there was supposed I can't believe to be the album this, even got made. And the album got made before everything else got finished uh-huh. because it was supposed to be, I think it was based on Reba McIntyre's band getting killed in a plane or something like that. <laughs> and the gist of it was Chris- this Chris Gaines character lived and uh, uh-huh. the rest of his like like uh like uh who was the band that went down uh, uh Leonard Skinner uh-huh. it was that type of a situation where only one person lived from a band <laughs> didn't the critics roast oh, that album oh the album was horrible <laughs> but it, of course out of context uh-huh. yes it was very horrible <laughs> but if you looked at it from oh this is a storyline in a movie yeah. and blah 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 okay it would have made more sense anyway back to the story the who's tommy is garbage there i said it Keep going. I don't agree. Uh, so this theater that's in the middle of nowhere, if somebody like with the acclaim and the money of of Chris of Chris Gaines, Gar- of Garth Brooks, who could take a very small portion of all of his money and kind of sink it into this theater, and I put his name behind it, Garth Brooks, talk, Kevin, like, Rapids I mean, theater. Kevin was like, he's like, do we really have to keep talking about this? And I'm like. If if they did if they be, if he became the name behind it, and so every Saturday he does a concert, and then slowly he's going to pull other people in to do other mm-hmm. concerts, and it's this up and coming stars and that coming, he endorses. And then Kevin had an idea about what, one like of these America's Got Talent, America's but next Got country, Talent country next version. country star, and it's like and then the contestants who I are think, they're going to yes. be performing at my my theater. I want I do not know why, but there's this weird thing inside of me that wants this thing her to work succeed yes yeah. and i yeah, you and seventeen thousand people who live in roanoke yeah, rapids and, and 20 million dollars yeah exactly so or however much was sunk into it so it's 21 million 21 million 21 exactly. and a half actually so there, so this poor town is in the hole for 20 million dollars in this big beautiful theater that no one's using yeah because i even said to kevin two well, events could, in 2011 said, they can have flea markets two. in the parking lot and yeah, he's like there's a, plenty of other that's a band-aid lot. on a gunshot really? wound <laughs> But anyway, Roanoke Rapids. So anyway, so we're really, I am truly, honestly rooting for them. That's the funny part. So, okay, so. Let's talk murder. This is something we can handle. How many times have you plotted my murder? I have never once plotted your murder. Oh, you're crazy. I've plotted yours a million different ways. (laughs) I don't know what to do with that information. Okay, now. Taken out of context, that sounds very horrible. Mm-hmm. We watch, I watch, you watch a million of these shows. Yeah. And how often have we watched these shows and we've gone, well, that was your problem right there. <laughs> you shouldn't have done that. Why did you do that, That's dumbass? You, away. you, had to you talk. dumbass, you should have worn gloves. You shouldn't have driven your car. You shouldn't have used yourself, yeah. but whatever. There's a little of that in this episode. So so my joke is like, I, I used to say this about banks, like... I could rob a bank. I think I could rob a bank. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. No. I think I could do it. 
But you've thought about it. I thought about it way too much. And uh, so that's very funny to me. And, and and in the past, I haven't made this joke for a long time. My search history on my computer. Yeah, oh, it's incriminating as hell. Lord. How long does arsenic stay in the body? How long? How much? How much? Uh, uh, hemlock must you eat before it affects you? <laughs> How much, you know, is, 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 you know, whatever. Also the ADHD-ness of it all. <laughs> oh my God, that too, yeah. And the and the weird places it takes you. Yeah. I cannot tell hole. you the weird shit I find, I found after putting in something like yeah. how much hemlock will kill a human being in a salad. You and know, before like, you know it, you're researching oh, yes. stays in castles in exactly. Austria. <laughs> oh my God, it's so scary. All right, so this is All Forensic right. Files, our old buddy Forensic Files. Forensic Files. F squared, season seven. Season seven. Episode 13. Episode 13. Clever title is The Cheater. The Cheater. And it opens with Dick Clark on American Bandstand. He's introducing a fairly generic white guy pop act. Well... Bob Cuban and the Inmen. Oh, my. The song is called The Cheater. You're Bob Cuban and the Inmen. In the 1960s, for lead singer Walter Scott, The Cheater became both his signature song and a hit single. So, their wait, hit wait, wait. single. I have to say one more thing. I have to say Whoa, one more thing. Wait, what? I am going to admit to Good Company in the Car that I have not researched this at all this is all on kevin he popped this one on me i've seen the show so pretty much like every other week oh shush that's not true okay and go so that song was called the cheater it's a good song and the singer is walter scott, walter scott. it made it to number 12 in 1965 for Oof. one week it was that, in the top 40 so for you four know weeks we tell the story about like uh the spirit in the sky yeah Do no you, no. no, not even no, close. No, no. Not even oh, close. No. I've never even heard this song, and I know. Oh no, no, no! I've heard it. I've, I've never heard, heard it. So, the In Men are a one-hit wonder, and Walter is destined to spend the next couple of years, the next decade and a half, singing being that a song. lounge act, um, endlessly singing the Cheater to yeah. audiences that may because or may not have heard the his song. Band, it wasn't his band, and he didn't write the song. Nope. So he is just he, the voice. Perform, yep, so he's getting virtually nothing oof, from that. Oof. So the story begins in St. Louis, Missouri, where, we are told, Tina Turner and Chuck Berry also launched their yes. careers. So he's a really well, good singer. That's where I they started. Of, I know, but when I think of Tina Turner, I think of... Uh, Georgia or what? Nutbush. Nut well, that's where she's Tennessee, Tennessee, but she made Tennessee, it, Tennessee. I'm sorry, but um, St. Louis, Missouri is where she and and uh, what's All his name? Right. The story. We need He's, to do a we need to do a podcast on Chuck Berry. He was weird. Yeah, he was, and a uh, heroin addict, I believe. He liked girls to fart on him. Okay, he. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard the I've heard the tapes because he recorded shit because he was always scared of being uh, sued. Uh, okay, so he made them out. Now I'm going to get this out and then I'll be done with it. Okay, just relax. He would make women sign disclaimers, ba basically disclaimers. I'm not raping you. I'm not making you uh. do anything you don't want to do. <laughs> you want to do this, mm. and he made them sign it, and then he would audio record you uh, know tape and and you can hear him saying that give it a little kiss give it a little kiss and he would like fart on him and stuff he was yeah he was kind of weird yeah. he's kind of weird Oof. good 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 musician so walter scott <laughs> is a really good singer he's nice looking and yeah, this is when we nice meet voice. bob cuban with that fantastic hairpiece wally could have been doing the showrooms in las vegas let's put it that way his chops were so good that last rehearsal we had, I couldn't believe it. I mean, a guy just blew me away. I had no idea his voice had gotten that good. 
did that? I mean, yeah. that's you. You could spot that across a room. I, he's not fooling I anybody. Understand. I've never understood these people with the cheap. Uh, the cheap and he's brands. got a gold necklace and everything. He's just. He looks so. I had a lounge act. I. Uh, yeah. I you know, that's the first. <laughs> That's yeah. the first thing he starts his cocktail conversation with. Well, you know, I had that single, The Searcher, oh, or The Cheater. Don't say, wait, 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 I just thought something. Don't say the, the actual band, but you know, Kevin Kevin, go, Kevin is a member of the Elks, and they ha- often have bands, and this one guy was introducing another band, <laughs> yeah. and and how to, and don't say their names, but say another name. Well, I, 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 hi, uh, this, is, this is Jimmy, you probably know me from Devil Trick, you know. <laughs> And, and, uh, and we're, and we're looking at each other. Like, what the hell is that? He's sort of, but, but yeah, it was. It so was he's introducing another band, and he said, "You know me from <laughs> Devil Trick, and here's the band Kajakugo yeah. or whatever." Yeah, it, was it was very, ridiculous. very, very funny. Oh so, my god, that's hilarious! And you're not giving it near the joy <laughs> that it deserves. Because okay. <laughs> I want to say the actual name of the band. Oh, I, well, well, we're trying to be nice. Nobody knows. Now. Stop. So, along with the notoriety of the pop single, come the women. He's good looking, and he's a minor pop star. You take a good-looking guy, and he's like a like a movie star back then, you know, to a, to a lot of women, I'm sure. And uh, you know, he he liked the ladies. So he's doing what are called one-nighters, and yeah. it keeps him Many away of from them. Home. lots of them, lots of them, right? And it keeps <laughs> oh, him away oh, from we're home. Talking, we're, we're talking, talking about, about performances. performances and lounges. <laughs> Never mind. And uh, so he's away from home for weeks at a time. And Walter was married to his first wife, Doris. Who was cute. And she was. And this is when it gets complicated because, as narrator Peter Thomas tells us, Walter's life started imitating his hit song. His one song. His one song. So he meets a woman, Joanne Calcutta, Oof. while on the road and starts an affair. Oof. So Walter divorces Doris and marries Joanne. Oof. But Walter's family doesn't approve. His mom and dad are here to talk shit about Joanne. Joanne was false. She was false from day one. Everything was Joanne, Joanne, Joanne. I still didn't uh, feel like I could trust her. And I didn't think she was good for Wally, but I, what could I do? Yeah, she was false. She's she got a choice Oof, of words. Yeah. She was false. And I've said this before on other episodes. When you see when you see who they were married to mm-hmm. and who they have an affair with. And they downgraded. You, oh, yeah. yeah Doris this was, was not an attractive one. I... I even when she had the makeover towards the end, yeah. I'm jumping ahead a little yeah. bit. She had a makeover, yeah. and I'm still like, yeah. Okay. Well, his busy schedule isn't helping his second marriage any more than it helped his first, and he's having an affair with a dancer <gasps> in the lounge act. Here. You mean to tell me a guy in a band that travels all the time it's is having, having another, affairs? And his second marriage isn't working out. His second what marriage isn't working out? And he's having an affair? Meanwhile, back in Bedrock, Joanne's having an affair of her own Oof. with a mountain of an electrician oh called Jim Lord. Williams. She was really down about Walter being on the road a lot because he was only home like about 10, 12 weeks out of the year. That guy was huge. He was big. He was a big dude. He was a big dude. So it took me the longest time, but now I can finally spot a prison interview. I didn't think. Oh no! I spotted that immediately. I was like, "Oh wait!" A little bulb went on. I'm like, "Wait, he's in jail." So Jim's in jail. He's. (laughs) Oh, you just ruined the surprise. Well, I'll cut that out. (laughs) Oh, no. That was funny. Leave it in. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go ahead. I I, I know that it's a bit of a spoiler, but I I just wanted to point out that I actually... So Jim is cheating on his wife, Sharon, who had been married... He's been married to her for 20 years. Unbelievable. So get your notebooks out. It's going to get complicated. Really? It is a a chart. It is a graph chart. You need to... Yeah. It was like Peyton Place. Everybody was running around with each other's wives. Husbands. 
Uh, Wally's mom, thank you. It really was like Peyton Place. Everybody's sleeping with everybody else. Did you ever see Peyton Place? Yes, of course I did. That's a movie. Well, the movie, I don't know the TV show. Apparently the TV show has its own cult following. Oh. But the movie, I know the movie. The movie was pretty, for its time, it was pretty racy. Oh, God, yes. Yes, yes, yes. In October of 1983, Sharon's family gets some shocking news. She's been in a really bad automobile accident a few miles from her home. Okay, I want to say something right now. She's been in an accident, and she's been hurt, and then they showed, I thought were actual pictures of the car. I don't know. If no, that was reenactment. That was in a reenactment? Yeah. Oh, because I was going to say, the car wasn't damaged at all. Later, when the forensics lady gets to it, we see the actual photo of the front of the car. Oh. And she does point that out. Oh. But, so she's in the wheel, she's in the well of the passenger seat. She doesn't have her seatbelt on. The driver's seat is pushed all the way back for somebody <laughs> probably bigger than her driving. You mean, someone over 5'10", 5'11"? Fi- <laughs> there's a fire in the grass, but... Now, see, that threw me. Because I was thinking, well, if this was sta- if mm-hmm. this was staged, mm-hmm. wouldn't you want the car to be disposed of? And then you know what I thought? No. I want the car. I don't want the car to be damaged. Yeah, I want the car back. That's see, that's what that's what I was thinking when I saw the pictures Possible. of the car. And the car didn't look that damaged to me. Okay. Somewhere around seven thirty in the evening. I get a call from the uh, sheriff's department told me that my wife had been in a bad car accident not to leave the house and an officer would come out and pick me up there was only minor damage to the car but sharon had received a serious head injury she was rushed to a local hospital there wasn't much that could be done her skull was fractured she never regained consciousness the doctor comes to me he said we can pull the plug and let her go or you can leave the plug plugged in and keep her like this for years. Well, what are you going to do? So, yeah, Jim can't pull the plug fast enough. Um, <laughs> no autopsy what do you was do? performed. Yeah, what, what, what are you going to do? Really callous. <laughs> Two months later, at Christmas of 1983, Walter returns home to spend the holiday with his family. Now, Walter the singer is back with Joanne, Oof. who is having an affair with Jim. Oof. Two days after Christmas, Joanne calls the cops to say Walter has gone missing. She said he went to a garage to get a new battery for the car, and he never came back. Uh, they discover his car later at the St. Louis airport, but he's not on any flight manifest, and the guy at the garage he said he was going to say is he never showed up. So at first, his dad isn't too worried. Walter was known to take impromptu trips like that all the time. And he traveled all the time, so yeah, this is not un- this is not unheard of for him to just disappear. I didn't figure there was nothing wrong with him, but my wife says, something wrong with Walter. I said, ah, hell, he'll be home. He'll come. He'll come showing up. So the day after she reported him missing, Walter's parents come by the house, only to find <laughs> Jim there at the kitchen table, going through Walter's jewelry. Oh like my he's a, god! With 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 a magnifying a glass, like he's appraising their value. Oh my god! And that didn't look fishy at all. There, right Joanne. there, I would have been like, who? the hell are you yeah Yeah, exactly so the cops learned from the neighbors that jim williams car had been there the entire night before so he showed up the day joanne reported walter missing and spent the night so brazen so brazen Joanne insists that Jim slept in another room, but nobody's buying it. So she now calls Walter's manager, this is 24 hours after she reported him missing, and asks him to cancel Walter's performances for the next three months. And and, and 
again, she had nothing to do with his No, nothing career. at all. No, no, she didn't. And she didn't have anything to do with him going missing either. So two no, days later... of course not, Blank. 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 Two days later, Jim and Joanne drive to Pennsylvania, which is where the band that uh, Walter was working with was going to perform, and going through the trailer to look for personal items that Walter may have left behind. They share a motel room. I cannot. Okay, wait. Okay, you're killing off. Mm. Okay, in theory, because we don't know what's going on yet, you're killing off your spouse to be with your lover. Your lover and you are doing everything you can to to literally wring that chamois dry. Mm. You're going through a trailer looking for personal items. So what are you going to find? I mean, what is it going to be? I can't. I, 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 the brazenness of all this, of this is it, what's so stupid. Exactly. This, so, this made my head spin. Been. While in Pennsylvania, they shared a motel room, but nothing went on. Jim, of course Jim, not. Just ask Jim. We stayed in a motel together. She was in this bed, and I was in this bed. She never took her clothes off. I took my shirt off. I had a t-shirt on. So yeah, that didn't happen. So for the next few months, the search for Walter continues, but eventually the trail goes cold. I had doubts. I, I really did. I had doubts that we would ever find him. I held out. I thought that Wally had taken off. The last thing on my mind was that something had happened to him. So Walter's mom is desperate, oh and she consults a psychic. a psychic. And he told me that he's in cold, cold water. It's not moving water. And there's a big red barrel or something red by the side of the road where he's at, and he's not far from home. So she's right. Uh, Jim's house has big red doors on it. His house was nice. He had a yeah. nice house. Um, Who's electrician? They make pretty good money. So they search Jim's property, but they don't find anything. So nine months after Walter's disappearance, Joanne files for divorce, citing abandonment and adultery. And then she turns right around and marries Jim. At about this time, a big change was occurring in the hospital in St. Louis. A forensic pathologist was brought on to review any suspicious cases. And here's Mary Case, conveniently named. Unbelievable. So they asked me if I would look at an old case that they had. And they brought me this, it was like a two-foot stack of material. So Sharon's case is one of the first ones she looks at. And they dig her up. And we see the back of her head. And you can graphically see these two wounds to her skull. It's very creepy. This is one of those times where I always say I'm doing something visual for an audio. I'm over here shaking my head back and <laughs> forth with my jaw open. Like, I, it's just so... It's really, it's really bad. So, oh, you couldn't... This is like a really bad, it's a really t- bad TV really badly movie. Written, yeah. yeah, it's like a bad TV movie. The car accident was rather a minimal front-end collision, and there was no explanation for why she should have any kind of impact injuries to the back of her head. With so many unanswered questions, Dr. Case ordered Sharon Williams' body exhumed for an autopsy. The body told a far different story than the accident report. There were two blunt impacts to the back of her head that caused vertical lacerations and very massive skull fracturing. This is not consistent with a head-on collision of a very minor nature. So, um... Her death was then considered uh, a homicide. So now her death is labeled a homicide. And of course, they suspect Jim and they think he may be linked to Walter's disappearance as well. At this point, Walter has been missing for three years. The cops now learn that Jim's son, Jim Jr., is in jail in Florida for an unrelated crime. So they go and interview him. I'm just 
I'm going to lean on my forehead. Lean my lean my palm against my forehead and just lean forward. He was kind of sarcastic. He, I guess, was kind of making fun of the police, making comments like, you guys aren't smart enough to figure this out. It was cold. It, uh, the rivers were frozen. The lakes were frozen. You couldn't, the, the ground was frozen. Where would my dad get rid of a body? He was very, very suspicious that his father built a flower box over the cistern, and that cistern has been exposed his whole life. So yeah, his son kind of throws his dad under the bus. He's he's flippant and arrogant with the cops, and he pretty much tells them where to look for the body. You dumb dumbs. So you were saying, do you think that so? Because Jim and Jim Junior were on bad terms at that time, right? So, so Jim so, Junior kind of was like, well, have you thought about where do you think? And he pretty much just tells them, look in the sister. Right. So my side theory on this was he Jim blames the son. Mm-hmm. The son. Well, is, that's later well, after. The, uh, well, what I'm saying is, is Jim is saying, I'm spoiler alert. Jim is blaming the son. The son is telling them it was the dad, and where the body is found, it's like, well, Jim could have done it, but what if the son had done it for the dad? I mean, there's all these weird kind of like, well, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And then because the son and the father had a falling out, the son's like, oh, yeah, I will turn you in now. Yeah. he does. So so the um, Jim has an in-ground pool, by the way, full of junk. So they dig up the flower <laughs> box and the cistern and boom, there's Walter. Uh, his credit cards and driver's license are also found that in the bottom makes of the cistern. absolutely no sense to me. I just, so one stop drop. So let's put super identifying information in there with the body. Yeah, just to confirm that it's him. His autopsy reveals he's been shot in the back. Ugh. I didn't kill Walter Scott. If I'm going to kill a man, I'm going to shoot him right between the eyes. I ain't going to take a chance of missing the heart and shooting him in the back. And then what does Jim say? I, it wouldn't have been me. I would have shot him right between the eyes. Him, That's shot. such nonsense. Uh, that, but that, it's it that, also, that toxic masculinity. Well, there's that, but it also it. sort of like when she later, you're like, oh, wait a minute. So Jim is charged with the murders of both Sharon and Walter. Joanne is also arrested in connection with the murder of Walter. Thank God. So those two are tried separately, and Jim goes first. Oh, and about the body when they found it in the okay, well. Okay, so now this is a this is a cistern. big thing for me. It's the little details that people don't think about when they mm-hmm. murder somebody. Mm-hmm. Like you know when you know when when you plot someone's death, you have to think about all the little details. Yeah. So he was known, known. Mm-hmm. He gets home, he takes his shoes off, and leaves them by the door. Yeah. Walter's family believes that he was murdered at home. Now I'll tell you the reason why. Every time he'd come in the house, he took off his shoes. When they found his body, he was fully clothed. Even his socks were still on his feet, but no shoes. He never wore shoes in the house. The body was found without shoes. Mm -hmm. So the mother's like, well, he was killed at home because he always took his shoes off when he walked in the house. Mm -hmm. And And there's been lots of murders I'm uh, one that sticks out in me that sticks out to me is there was one in Virginia somewhere where somebody was killed in the house and their car was moved into the driveway. And when somebody else pulled in the driveway, they said, Oh, that what's the car's wheels aren't turned the right way. Mm-hmm. It's that the, those, little thing, those yeah. really those little minor, cues. super minor details that stick out. So something as simple as he wasn't wearing shoes and the mother's like, Oh, he was killed at home. Yeah. 
Yeah, and also she said uh, Walter wouldn't have let somebody walk up behind him if he wasn't comfortable with him. So if like Jim were in the house, oh, he knew Jim. Yeah. So that's also where um, when Jim says I would have shot him right between the eyes, it's like Joanne shot him. I, I, oh, that's, that's kind of what I think he's implying. Because I, I oh, uh, I did not think about that yeah. at all. So those two are tried separately. Jim goes first. Prosecution speculates that Jim and Sharon got in an argument about his affair with Joanne. He beat her over the head with a blunt object, and then he staged the accident. They continued that with Sharon out of the way, the only thing between Joanne and Jim was Walter. Their happiness. Since Their pure yeah, happiness. Evil. So they are. there are no <laughs> eyewitnesses, so nothing is for sure. But neighbors remember seeing Jim pouring cement and building that flower box in January in 20-degree weather. <laughs> So, so let's not even so 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 okay that okay, alone okay, is okay okay I'm gonna kill this guy and I'm gonna put him in the, in the cistern. Mm -hmm. Wait till spring. Where is he gonna keep him till then? In the cistern. He's in the cistern. Wait till spring just, to build the box. Just wait. You're out there in the middle of winter yeah. pouring concrete and yeah. putting in a flower yeah, box. That was one of the things the sun said. I lived there my whole life. The cistern was never covered mm -hmm. all that time. Yeah. Yeah, no, he he totally sold him out. That's so funny. Nobody knows how Walter's car got to the airport or how Jim got home from staging Sharon's accident. The implication is that Joanne was helping him. But in both instances of Joanne's car and Jim's car, mm -hmm. the seat was all, all the way, the way back. back. At his trial, Jim takes the stand in his own defense <laughs> and admits for the first time he saw Walter on the day he went missing. Oh I went on into Ken's Auto Supply and come out, and I seen Walter standing over there with some guy, a big guy, you know, a big black coat and a black hat, you know. They were talking while the, the guy was in the, in the coat got in a, in a Cadillac, a black Cadillac, and Walter pulled out right behind him. More of that never happened, Jim. He absolutely did not see him with a guy and a coat, a big guy with a coat and a big black hat and a black hat. Wear it all black. It was, and a black Cadillac. Yeah, oh. right, Jim. So he gets two capital murder convictions and two life without parole sentences. How did he not get... Uh, well, of course, I don't know the state laws. That sounds like... Missouri has... Death the, penalty. The death penalty, I think. But, uh, well... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not wishing... Well... I'm not wishing for his death, but it's like, you big dum-dum. Yeah. Uh, with only circumstantial evidence, Joanne's trial never shaking even my takes head. place. Just over here shaking my head. She takes a plea deal for the felony charge of hindering the prosecution. She gets five years. She had and a makeover. She is, and she was out in 18 months. And that really pissed off his par the, the parents. The, it did. Uh, yeah. Well, There's only one person that would ever get close enough to Wally to, to killing without him even suspecting it. And that would be Joanne. And that's the reason I think that Joanne was the one that shot Wally. Yeah, Jim's is still maintaining his innocence. Oh, and yeah. Okay. His first okay. ever interview, Jim is, this is when Jim says, um, well, I don't know how the body got in that cistern, but Jim Jr., I mean, if he was just guessing, that was a hell of a guess. How did my son know he was back there? Jimmy says it was a guess. Awful good guess. So he never really actually said Jim Jr. did it, but he's like, how did Jim Jr.? But he's been convicted. Ugh. He's been caught, you know, three ways to Sunday or whatever the expression is. But Walter's parents are pissed. Really? I, wouldn't you be? Absolutely. 18 months, and you know, she, and she did it. She did yeah. it. So Walter's parents have made their peace with what happened. I listen to his records all the time. And golly, when you walk in the stores and they're playing the songs that he sang all the time, it used to bother me, but it doesn't now. It makes me feel good. 
he really made it good in the, in the music business. And, but I still don't understand how he can remember all those words. Mr. Notheus, how could he remember all those words? Really Wasn't funny. that funny? Yes, that's right. But she, when she hears the song, and you have to, I have to imagine that in St. Louis, the cheater probably gets a little more airplay than it does. Well, you know, it's also a very specific time frame of songs. That's not going to get any airplay any place. It's not going to be playing. Period. I'm doing airplay. Yeah, sixties music. Period. Music. I've never heard it. It's catchy enough. I know I've heard it. I because when I, I was like, oh yeah, yeah, but. Yeah, it's not on my, you know. Anyway, so Jim died in prison back in 2011. Yeah. And I don't know what she's up to. Do you have any idea where the sun is? See, I didn't get to do any research oh, on Jim this Oh, Jim Jr.? Yeah. Um, I'm assuming he's probably still locked up ah! somewhere. <laughs> we have really high hopes for him. It's yeah. just... It, it's, that was just... It, it now, was... granted, this was a while ago, but it falls into that category of those of the of the killers who think in, in numerous... Uh, it's just there's so much that, that we've that gone people over. Are put the... I'm smarter than the police. Yeah. I'm an actor. They'll believe me. My my, my wife I'm dies a... in a suspicious car accident. My husband just disappears. I'm an upstanding citizen. They're not going to question me. And then here's this dumb dumb like, oh yeah, I'm going to cancel all of his <laughs> oh uh, tour God. engagements a day after he goes oh missing because he's not coming. And back. we're going to put him in the cistern, which isn't that hard to you know someone's going to look in it at some point, a mm-hmm. little kid or something. And we're going to leave his wallet with him. Yeah. Unbelievable. Anyway, thanks for listening to the story of the cheater. Oh, my goodness. Don't cheat, people. Don't cheat. Just leave. Just leave. Just leave. (laughs) Have a good night. All right. Au revoir. Yeah.